0: Michael J. Fox helps preview his new book, and more virtual events are being planned by the Michael J. Fox Foundation. That's next on Part 2 of the Fall Preview.
1: This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.
2: Navigating Parkinson's disease can be challenging, but we're here to help. Welcome to the Michael J. Fox Foundation podcast. Tune in as we discuss what you should know today about Parkinson's research, living well with the disease, and the Foundation's mission to speed a cure. Free resources like this podcast are always available at MichaelJFox.org.
0: Welcome to the Michael J. Fox Foundation Parkinson's podcast. I'm Larry Gifford, a proud member of the Michael J. Fox Foundation Patient Council. Founder of pdavengers.com and the host of another podcast called When Life Gives You Parkinson's, which is beginning its third season this fall. This is part two of the fall preview. But before we look ahead, let's go over some highlights of the events we mentioned in the last episode. The Michael J. Fox Foundation virtual 5K-10K had 5,800 people lace up. Oh, my goodness, that's awesome. We had representatives from all 50 states, Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, and 18 other countries. It also featured 400 runners with Parkinson's. More than $1.4 million was raised. 100% of that money will go out the door directly to critical research programs in need of funding. On behalf of the Foundation and the PD community, Congratulations and thank you to everyone who participated in the virtual 5K, 10K. The Ask the MD in conversation with Rachel Dolan, the board-certified movement disorder specialist and vice president of medical communications for the Michael J. Fox Foundation launched, and it featured Michael J. Fox Foundation board member Jeff Kiefer.
3: We're all looking for that disease-modifying drug, the thing that will either stop or slow this thing down and uh, and help us return to the way we were without any medication would be obviously mm-hmm. the hope of a cure. Uh, but until that time, these new compounds to a certain extent, and for me, I'm again fortunate, have allowed me to get back to pretty much a, a, a normal. I can do the things I uh, love to do and, uh, and have allowed me to do that while we continue to wait Uh, for those disease-modifying drugs. And believe me, I'm an optimist. I think they are going to come and do in large part to the foundation, as are these first three uh, things that we have that have come down the pipeline to help patients.
4: And I think that's so important to point out that as we're so focused on a cure, on closing our doors, we're also at the same time focused on making people's lives better today. And so we did fund early development of Imbresia, over a million dollars on early stage clinical trials there. We funded scales to measure dyskinesia to help enable the development of GoCovery. And these drugs are are helping people today. There are a lot of benefits to them.
3: I think that uh, the impact is related to people and our capability. And I've seen us strengthen that capability over the uh, last uh, really 10 years, if you will. And that is uh, really getting people uh, in a position with the skills and capabilities to help choose that broader away of programs, but still the ones that have the pro- highest probability of success. And then I think the other thing is, is, we're getting much better at holding people accountable for delivering results and making sure that the money we're spending is going to yield the highest possible probability of a positive result. And it falls both in the area of drugs for today that help with the symptoms and for drugs for the future for drug-modifying uh, compounds.
0: It is a really great discussion. And if you want to hear the whole thing or watch the whole thing, it's Ask the MD in Conversation. It's a video series. You can find it at michaeljfox.org here. Now, this was my favorite the Michael J. Fox Foundation fireside chat with Michael J. Fox and the foundation's co-founder and executive vice chairperson Debbie Brooks.
1: The first thing I thought was uh, I want I to uh, create a, a foundation that focuses on research. I had been very very quickly thrown into the to the pot uh, when I announced that I had Parkinson's. I immediately became uh, taken taken in by this community and and um and different organizations and. I, I thought there was a need for one that, that focused purely on, on research, and and, and uh, I had no endowment. Just money came in and money went out. The science was ahead of the money we'd catch up with the science, and um and I found Debbie who had a similar. Uh, she saw that, I said I said I saw to her and I said this person can make that work. This person can take this vague idea of a something and help form it into into into, into a vehicle. Move forward and didn 't do that what, what surprised me about jumping ahead what surprised me about what we 've become is we become so much more patient based than, than, than I originally not, not that it wasn 't always in service to the patient it, it, it always was but but we didn 't realize the patient could could be such a big part of, of their own rescue
2: um, you know trying to put ourselves back where we were when we started, it was impossible to know what this could become i mean. I think it's fair to say Michael and I are both pretty wicked optimists. Um, he gets paid to write books about it. though He's better at talking <laughs> about it than I am. But I don't think in, we could have imagined the, um, what we were tapping into. And I think there was scientific opportunity for sure. And our approach, um, which was novel and, and was bringing real value to what was going on in the field at the time, our approach definitely unlocked some potential but it's clear to me that particularly Michael, as a patient and and in, in dialogue directly with the rest of the community, we've been able to just tap in to such a desire and a need and a, uh, people who are just compelled to be part of getting involved. And I have to say, it's, it's so uncommon in a mm-hmm. disease community for folks. You know, people don't get diagnosed with things that, and look for a nonprofit to get involved with. As, and yet, we really see that to the tunes of hundreds of thousands, several million, in fact, Parkinson's patients and family members who've who've stepped up and they've just wanted to be part of this and and that combination of this opportunity in science and the uh, and the funds um, that we've been able to galvanize through so many different um, sources and and the generosity of so many people, um, tabbing that. So that patient and community uh, energy, it's magic. It really mm-hmm. is. I mean, uh, we might've thought we would be good at one or two of those things, but to have all those three, three things come together, it's, it's been, um, it's really helped transform the field today versus where it was a couple decades ago.
0: If you want to watch the whole fireside chat with Michael J. Fox and Debbie Brooks, go to michaeljfox.org here, H-E-R-E michaeljfox.org slash here and watch it and other events on demand michaeljfox.org slash here thank you for participating and watching and sharing we couldn't do all this stuff without you and there's still lots more to come this fall and here to discuss the events that we can all look forward to We'll ask the MD, Rachel Dolan. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Larry. Also joining us is the Chief Marketing Officer of the Foundation, Holly Teichholz.
5: Thank you, Larry.
0: Soon after the big election this fall, we'll all be able to pick up a brand new book by Michael J. Fox. Woo! Now, come on, Holly. Spill the beans, give us the scoops, exclusive details.
4: (laughs) Spoiler alert.
0: Come
5: on now. Oh oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I should say nobody is more excited than me. This is Michael's fourth book. And here is a story that I can tell you. When I first started at the Michael J. Fox Foundation, I called um, the person who had hired me, at that time, the VP of Communications, and I said, Are there any books I should read? So I had worked in research uh, communications really my whole life, but, um, I didn't know that much specifically about Parkinson's as I first came into this job. And I said, are there any books I should read? And she said, well, I don't know if there's really a Parkinson's book, but you know, you should read Michael's memoir, Lucky Man. So I will never forget. I still remember the Barnes and Noble that I walked into. Um, this was 2005. So Amazon was, you know, not even profitable yet, Larry. And, um, you know, and I walked in and I found his little book in the, in the memoir section, And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to just read this this weekend. I'm like doing my homework. (laughs) And I started reading it. It is like he's an amazing writer. And it, it was like I couldn't put it down. So that was how I started to come to know that Michael is such a gifted communicator and storyteller And that book, you know, just stayed with me. And of course, now in my job, I have all of his books and he kind of teases me because they're very dog-eared. So I have lots of post-it notes across all of his books with the different stories that he tells that either relate to our work or other people, you know, in his world that we sometimes, um, you know, work with ourselves at the foundation So he has this book coming out, I will say, I've seen the, um, I think you can now go to Amazon and see the book cover, you know, it's available for pre-order. He had showed me the book cover, like they had done the photo shoot, and he had the cover designs, you know, from the publisher, they had mocked up a few different options, and we were at a board meeting, a foundation board meeting, and he came up to me and he showed me the one that they had picked. And this was like, you know, this was pre-COVID. This was like 2019 times. And it's so beautiful. The photo of him, the title of the book is No Time Like the Future, An Optimist Considers Mortality. We could talk more about that title. But I was looking at this book cover and I was like, oh my God, Michael, this is amazing. And I I grabbed my phone and I wanted to like take a picture of his phone and the picture on his phone. And he was like, yeah, you could take that picture, but I'd have to kill you.
0: <laughs> well, lucky for us, we are close enough to the publishing date that we can now all go online and see that epic cover. And Michael talked a little bit about the book during the Michael J. Fox Foundation Fireside Chat on October 5th.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I, 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 I just wrote this book, uh, Probably No Time Like the Future. It's called, and, and I write about it in, in there, I in a series of health issues that uh, overriding uh, Parkinson's which I kind of reached a taunt with. I, I, I it allows me to do what I need to do and I allow it to do what it does and, and thirty-year agreement and we are you know, like, old oh, married couple. But, but, uh, but, uh, but the, the, I had a surgery, I had, I, then I had spinal tooth tumor and I had that, I had to learn to walk again and I learned to walk again and then I fell and shattered my arm and I, I found myself sitting underneath the phone that I couldn't reach to get help saying, getting mad at myself and saying, this is how, If I'm in the lemonade business, I'm out. I'm out of the lemonade business. I'm, I, I, this is. How can I tell people how, that well, optimism is a panacea when, when I, when I don't feel that way? And, and and I went through this moment, this crisis of, 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 uh, of, of not appreciating, not, not, being able to be optimistic, not be able to get in that place. And then I, I, over time, I, I learned. I, I learned to be about gratitude, and then okay. gratitude makes optimism sustainable. If you if you if you if you're grateful for what you're the opportunities you have, you're grateful for what you what you've been given to do, work wise. Uh, if you're grateful for the opportunities that exist, um, you would be optimistic. If you you just find those moments of uh, the areas where where I don't know, I always feel like they, you flip the coin a hundred times, it's gonna come up heads fifty one.
0: Remember, you can watch all these events on demand. Go to michaeljfox.org/slash.
5: We cannot wait for this book to come out, and we're really hoping to be able to share pieces of it with our community, over the course of the fall and even going into 2021. And um, all I can tell you is I, I know it's going to be a great read because his books always
4: are. You said the title is An Optimist Considers Mortality, which seems pretty timely in the era that we're living in of COVID. But the book really focuses on his experiences during 2018. It is funny, isn't it? That
5: title in a year like this, when so many people are being asked to to grapple with such a difficult with times of loss and sickness and fear and really all the things that genuinely do make up our our own mortality and michael didn't know any of those things when this book title was written um you know again that was all going back to 2019 or even before so you know what the book really is about and i think this is Um, you know, so interesting about Michael. He knows very well that he is iconically celebrated um, as the emblem of optimism and hope and grace and courage. And what I think he's exploring in this book is what are the limits of that kind of approach what does it mean to feel like you're losing your optimism because it's just one thing after another. So I haven't read the book yet. Um, I could only imagine the beautiful things that he is going to have to say about this. And again, what a gift to all of us to have a story like that to read in a year like 2020. So it's just another thing that, you know, I feel so grateful to Michael for for giving us. And I, and I, and I can't wait, I can't wait to read it. And I can't wait for everyone to be, talking about it
0: well and you'll be able to buy michael's book wherever you enjoy buying your books
5: (laughs) yeah now you can probably get it you know these days people can probably just pick it up on amazon unlike when i started at the fox foundation and i had to actually walk into a into a barnes and Noble.
0: (laughs) In a a typical year, we would have a big November gala for the Michael J. Fox Foundation, but COVID-19, so we are planning a very cool virtual research roundtable, November 17th, marking 20 years of the Michael J. Fox Foundation. What should we expect?
5: Um, This is going to be such a fun highlight of our fall. I hope everyone will come sign up and hang out with us for the research roundtable, because what we're going to do is really cover off on some of the highlights of 20 years of research progress in Parkinson's, um, not just the role of the foundation, but what these new developments mean for people living with the disease, whether you have the disease or someone you love has the disease and, um, you know, some of the exciting, really science fiction-y kinds of, um, you know, projects that we see coming down the line in the next year, you know, in spite of COVID, lots of progress remains, um, Everything from targeting our RNA um, in new drugs that may become available to, um, you know, really cool new technology-based treatments, um, ways of hopefully improving gait and balance, helping people with some of the things like swallowing that can become so problematic in Parkinson's through very cool tech-based approaches. So um, so this is really an awesome opportunity to just, it's your one-stop shop for where we've come so far and where we think we're going and how you can be a part of it and why the research really is
4: such an important um, part of the Parkinson's journey. Larry and Holly, you've both mentioned the 20th year of MJFF a couple times now. And I've heard that there is a special podcast series in the works can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Oh, yeah. So this is going to be a great project. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, Rachel. It's a multi-part series exploring the history of the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And the first episode will be focused on how this research machine was built and the milestones that have been achieved. And that'll be available in early November.
5: Yeah, it should be good as long as we can keep our host, you know, on track.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> because I love
5: I cannot- wait to see where Larry takes our history of the Michael J. Fox Foundation podcast. And we'll start with the research highlights, and hopefully there will be more of those cool behind-the-scenes stories to come um, in more history podcasts uh, over the coming year.
0: That gets us through November, and then on December 1st, it's Giving Tuesday.
5: Yes, Giving Tuesday. It is the highlight of the season of giving, and so many organizations, um, you know, really want you to be aware that, after we eat our turkey and go to, you know, do all of our shopping and eat more turkey and then some more pie um, that, you know, there really is a day devoted to expressing support for the causes that we care about and we really do know what a strange and out of the ordinary year 2020 is and not everyone is in a position to give, so we totally get that, but we hope that if you are you will join us, we are planning lots of cool events, again Um, all of which will be featured on our website, guests, fun stories, inspiration from our community. And if you're in a position to give, then we, um, we anticipate that we will be ready to match those gifts that come in from our community to the tune, Larry, of up to $2 million. So it's a great day to give. And again, we totally get that. Not everybody is there this year. But if you are and you can even, you know, do a little bit of giving, if you're in such a position, um, you know, maybe you can do a little more because you know that others, you know, can't do as much this year. So our community always comes out strong on giving Tuesday. I'm sure this year will be no exception and we can't wait to see everybody
0: on December 1st. Thank you guys. This is amazing. (laughs)
5: Thank you, Larry. Thank you so much, Larry. It has been so much fun joining you on this podcast and, um, You know, I really just, I want to thank you so much for everything you are doing for the foundation. And, you know, I'm just going to circle back and say our tagline about being here until Parkinson's isn't. The other thing that feels so right about it in 2020 is that, you know, we want our community to know not just that we're here, but wherever that here is, we're here with you, wherever the here is for you. And so I just hope that we're giving um everyone lots of ways to be here with us we can't wait it's a season of giving like no other it is a tough year but we are not going anywhere until this problem is solved and so you know i just couldn't be more privileged to work with you larry and rachel and everyone in this community and together we really are going to make finding the cure inevitable so thank you both and thank thank you to all of our listeners for everything you do
0: and now it's time for virtual hugs Oh,
5: (laughs) that's the only kind of hugs we have in 2020, Larry.
0: I know. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Michael J. Fox Foundation Parkinson's podcast. If you like it, please leave a rating and a review on Apple podcasts. It really helps us raise awareness of the podcast. Please share this episode with your friends and followers on social media. For everyone at the Michael J. Fox Foundation who is here until Parkinson's isn't. Thank you for listening. I'm Larry Gifford. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the same handle, at Parkinson's Pod. Be well. We'll talk to you next time.
2: Did you enjoy this podcast? Share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes. It helps listeners like you find and support our mission. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation at michaeljfox.org. Thanks for listening.
1: This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.